Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Talent. I'm Nicole Fuqua. You're listening to our audio series where we dig into issues related to talent acquisition. Today's podcast is part of our ongoing COVID-19 series. As organizations around the globe confront the challenges presented by the coronavirus outbreak, even the most seasoned talent leaders find themselves in uncharted territory. Months into the pandemic, we still face rising cases around the globe and continued uncertainty. However, for many organizations, it's important to keep the talent acquisition function moving, whether to make new hires, build talent pipelines, or simply plan for what's next. In that spirit, today we're talking about what hiring looks like today. Employers are looking at one of the best talent markets in recent memory, and capitalizing on that could be a strategic advantage in the continued recovery. Joining me to talk about the current talent landscape is People Scout Vice President of Global Growth Operations and Solution Design, Krista Sullivan de Torres. Krista, thanks for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So what about the current talent market makes this a good time to hire? And have you heard any common misconceptions? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think this is a really key opportunity uh, for organizations to add on really great talent. Uh, As you know, we've had a talent shortage. Uh, It's really been a candidate market for the last couple of years. And unfortunately, due to COVID and a lot of the um, economic repercussions from the pandemic, organizations have had to let go of not only some of their B players, but some of their really, really great talent. So this has been the first time uh, in recent history where there's been outstanding talent on the market. And I think it's a great opportunity for organizations to look inside uh, their corporate structure, identify key roles, uh, which either they're going to need to fill in the short term or be thinking long term about their strategic direction and identify and add really outstanding talent to their team, uh, which normally uh, has not been available. So it's a really interesting time for organizations to be thinking about hiring in a different way. Um, as far as any common misconceptions, I would say just a couple things. I think you know, when you think about even within your or your own organization, if you're to the point where you need to lay people off of your team or or the organization as whole as a whole, I do think that very often the first wave to be let go are maybe not your A players, not the most productive um, team members, or perhaps not the most talented or culturally aligned. And I think what's happened here with COVID, because of the significant number of layoffs uh, and organizations being forced to make really difficult decisions, they've let go of really top performers. So uh, I think that's one thing, thinking about, oh, you know, an organization may have only let go of the folks who weren't their best people. That's true. Um, But unfortunately, I think some organizations have had to make that tough decision where, you know, they've really had to let go of some top talent. Uh, The other thing I think organizations should be thinking about and be aware of is just because we have uh, more candidates in the marketplace than we've had in a very long time doesn't mean we should lose sight of that candidate experience. So great employees and great candidates are always going to have options um, no matter what the market is. And I've talked to a lot of candidates who have gone through these really onerous uh, you know, hiring processes 
where you know hiring managers are maybe more indecisive or they feel like they can you know take a different um, kind of attitude in interviewing candidates and I would just caution hiring leaders and TA professionals, HR professionals, to be really thinking about the candidate experience. You still want top candidates. You want them to have a great experience. You want them to have a great experience interviewing in your organization, even if the process is going to take longer. Uh, So that'd be something else I would caution uh, TA leaders and um, HR leaders to be thinking about, even though we do have this kind of unprecedented time of an abundance of candidates in the market. Why should talent leaders consider picking up hiring despite the fact that we're still facing so much uncertainty? Yeah, that's another great question, Nicole. I think, you know, it is a time that of uncertainty and particularly with the election, I feel a lot of discussion has been around what's going to happen with the economy. But if we look at the markets and we look at just the trend in general, unemployment's going down. Looks like businesses are coming back, uh, states are opening, uh, municipalities are opening. Um, I think that it's a great time for leaders to be thinking long-term and not short-term and really planning ahead for growth. What do we think will be coming in the quote-unquote near future, the new normal? So while certainly some things have uh, changed in our, our, the world's culture in terms of maybe travel is picking up, but we don't know when we're going to get back to COVID, pre-COVID levels. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty around that, but certainly we see a trend uh, where things are starting to pick up and people are just starting to get out there and get back to normal. So while there is a lot of uncertainty, I think leaders can really benefit from taking a long-term vision. And again, really looking inside your organization, where do you want to be strategically? in two, three, five years, and be planning ahead and getting the talent aligned to support that strategic growth. I I think, you know, if we're proactive and thinking ahead about really where we want to take the business from a strategic level, and perhaps some of these strategies have changed, given the change in landscape um, with the pandemic, um, it takes so much time to get an employee really up and onboarded and running, that now's the time to get people engaged, uh, while maybe there is a little bit of capacity, internal capacity, really get people engaged and um, adding value to your organization and be prepared to take advantage of the growth that's coming ahead. Is there anything that employers should keep in mind about job candidates right now? Yeah, a couple of things um, in particular. So one I touched on is let's not forget about the candidate experience. So um, even with the kind of the l- lack of jobs, or I say the the uh, abundance of candidate to job ratios, it's been definitely different than it's been in the last few years. Uh, you know, it was such a tight candidate market in the past that employers are really having to look at some uh, aggressive strategies to to bring candidates on board. So while we may, may not be in that situation today. Um, as I mentioned, great candidates are still going to have a place to go. Um, They're still going to be looking for a good opportunity for their career and for the next step. Uh, I think the other thing to be thoughtful of is candidates are, have an uncertain view of the world as well. Um, So I think it's really important as we're talking to candidates to really share the vision of your organization 
really be talking about kind of the strategies in place for growth, um, really be highlighting opportunities internal to the organization, but framing it in a way that they understand that they'd be joining an organization where there's going to be stability and they can stay for a long time. So we're seeing less candidates be open to new opportunities, um, less passive candidates be open to new opportunities and be opting to stay where they are because they also feel uncertain. So I think those are two things to keep in mind as we're approaching candidates is really help them to feel confident about your organization, why your organization is stable, what opportunities they're going to have. And it'll be very interesting to see, I think, in the coming years as to whether we see uh, candidates change that mindset and want to stay at organizations long term. Certainly, there is a fear of change today, um, but it'll see how long that uh, continues uh, and if we see a tenure increasing across the board um, or for certain positions. So I, I would I would really focus on having those open discussions with candidates and, and looking to understand and address their concerns very specific specifically. What about health and safety? How can employers ensure their recruitment process is safe? That's a, a another really hot topic. Um, we've had a lot of discussion with clients about, and we've seen a really significant change in the recruitment process across the board. So from kind of where people are sitting, uh, you know, we have certainly some, some clients that it's a requirement for people to come inside um, an office and sit in an office. And, um, you know, we've supported clients um, where we can in terms of helping them with some best practices around health and safety. Um, but specifically, you know, specific to the recruitment process, uh, we're seeing more and more clients go to a virtual model. And I think that people are getting much more comfortable with virtual interviewing. So we've got some great technology. Uh, we've, we've certainly supported a lot of clients in completely changing their interview process to where it is a virtual uh, interview process. So that could be either just focus on audio interviews, virging phone interviews. Um, some clients have opted to do recorded video interviews for, where they get a chance to see candidates, um, but candidates can really take that interview at a time that's convenient for them, uh, learn about the organization, some great technology in terms of being able to add realistic job previews, um, share a lot of information about the organization, share information about the job, um, specific um, to the candidate. So it's ended up, has ended up being a great tool that can inform and engage candidates uh, as well as keep them safe. And of course, a lot of organizations um, and our clients specifically have decided to take an approach to do video interviewing, live video interviewing, to where they're having that interaction one-on-one um, -on -one with the candidate. The candidate gets to see the hiring leader that they'll be working with. Um, they can develop that rapport. I think it's interesting. More and more people are using this on a personal level as well. Um, you know, people are getting more comfortable with just interacting through a screen. So I've heard about Zoom birthday parties and Zoom happy hours and, um, you know, other uh, kind of live interviews where people are interacting through whether it's FaceTime with their friends and family uh, or other technologies. Um, 
you know, for interviewing, for socializing, for staying connected. Um, we're seeing a tremendous number of people adopt this as part of the recruitment process. So we can certainly support uh, an organization if they're looking to adopt this technology, um, best practices, ensuring there's compliance, ensuring um, things are recorded and stored uh, in order to go back and review if there's any question uh, around the recruitment process or candidates who are selected. Uh, so we can help with all of that, um, you know, if a client's interested, if an individual's interested. But that said, uh, it's really changed significantly. And I think that this may be something that stays with us a long time. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, progresses in the future. If you really aren't in a position where you can make hires right now, what should you be doing? Yeah, I think a few things. So we want to think about the internal candidates as much as the external candidates. So I think now's the time, especially with the uncertainty, that if if your organization isn't in a position to make hires, really want to make sure, first and foremost, you're keeping your internal teams engaged. You want to keep your best resources, um, particularly if you know resources may be stretched. Maybe people are having to do some extra work. They may have lost um, some of their coworkers um, due to layoffs. And so that's first and foremost. You want to keep those internal your internal teams engaged. Make sure you're having a really great, clear communication plan about, around where the organization is, what you're anticipating for the future, um, and allow them a space um, to talk about the uncertainty, to ask questions about um, you know, the future, um, whether it's through resource groups or town hall meetings, um, even one-on-one discussions with, you know, department heads and um, their team members. So, you know, you want those internal candidates to feel like they're stable, that they have opportunities still within the organization. And when there are opportunities um, to hire and, and, you know, consider bringing people on board that you want to consider those internal candidates, maybe there'll be Opportunities people have wanted to move into new departments or, um, you know, be groomed for future leadership positions. It's a great time to be thinking about that in terms of, you know, resource planning and who do you have already internal that you want to keep engaged and and keep them um, thinking about staying with your organization a long time. As far as external candidates, I've touched on a couple times already uh, about how important that candidate experience is. I think it's still a great time to go out and start engaging the talent that you'd love to bring on to your organization, even if you can't do it today. So certainly, I think, be clear about what your timeline is, even if it's uncertain. Uh, We've worked with clients who've had great success in pipelining as far as going out and identifying talent, particularly if you're looking for some really niche skill sets. Uh, or some talents, a little bit difficult to find. You need really specific experience, or you want to find. Make sure you're looking at people who are going to align to your culture. Now's the time to still be talking to those candidates. Um, edu- educate them about your organization. Um, give them an opportunity to get to know your organization. Engage your hiring managers to build those relationships with candidates that you'd like to bring on board when you are able to do so. Uh, But just be transparent with the candidate as to what your projected timeline might be. Uh, You know, again, with this client, we had very specific uh, niche skill sets they needed to hire. 
And while it wasn't, you know, during the pandemic per se, our situation is extraordinary as this, their hiring was very much dependent upon uh, obtaining new business. Uh, so then once they did obtain that new business, they needed to bring candidates on very quickly. So they would engage uh, professionals with these kind of specific skill sets, um, educate them about their organization, give the, the candidates an opportunity to meet with hiring managers and, and uh, get the make sure it's a good fit between hiring managers and candidates. And then, um, you know, when the time was right, it was a very quick process to reach out, get that candidate an offer and have them accept. So we can apply that same sort of approach and philosophy to this time period. Uh, you know, make sure you're engaging those candidates, get them excited about your organization. And then when the time is right, you're going to have a really strong pool of candidates, those A players who are excited and willing to join your team. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to add or is there anything else that talent acquisition leaders should be keeping in mind right now? I think the only thing I would add is, you know, there's so many different ways that organizations are handling uh, this kind of extraordinary time, this pandemic that we're dealing with and, and what's happened with our hiring processes that I think it's a great time to be reaching out and networking um, with peers and through organizations or um, potentially engaging a partner to really be seeking out what are best practices. So organizations have really addressed these issues in different ways. Um, and I think there's a lot of different um, possibilities when you look at how, how you engage candidates, how you pipeline candidates, how are people strategically planning, looking at that talent management as well as talent acquisition. It's a great time to be talking to your peers and networking and uh, seeking out best practices since the data is so new. No one really has a lot of statistics um, around you know what's working with engaging candidates, what's not, that sometimes just working with your peers and working with a provider can be very helpful in, in ensuring that, you know, you take advantage of everything this time has to offer. Uh, no one's happy that um, we've had the situation. I, I don't think anyone expected we could ever be in this situation. Um, but I think, you know, definitely now's the time to be thinking about adding to your team um, in a strategic way and making the best of, you know, really unfortunate situation. Well, that's the perfect place for us to wrap up. Thanks for joining me today. Great. Thanks so much, Nicole. I enjoyed it. And thank you for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't cover today, you can send them our way. You can email us at marketing at peoplescout.com, or you can find us on social media. Just search People Scout on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. To make sure you don't miss an episode or to hear more of our coronavirus series, visit our website and click on our Coronavirus Resource Center. We will continue to publish new resources to help in any way that we can. You can also subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking Talent is a People's Cup production, music by sound design through Shutterstock.